the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Happy Hump Day! It's America, great again. <laughs> oh, my dear, what a throwback! Yeah, um, y'all recognize that voice? That was Bubba. Um, all right, Happy Hump Day to everybody out there. Do we have a Do we have a little Happy Hump Day clip for everybody? We don't need one. We rolling in. Uh, we getting over the hump towards some uh, to a, a break in this bad weather we got in Southern California. Hump day. There it is. There it is. Um, as we are rolling over hump day out here in Cali, actually it's making national news today to the to the degree to where Gavin Newsom was uh, was actually trending today. Uh, he actually gave a, gave a little speech. Is Gavin Newsom in the cold seat? Given that little lecture he gave in video today, we're going to talk about that uno momento on this hump day. Uh, a, a certain worthless swamp dwelling. I can't call him what I want to call him. A.G. Bill Barr has said that we are close to seeing Trump indictments tonight. We've got some continued coverage to share with you guys over the the Trump Mar-a-Lago and continuation of the persecution and prosecution of Donald J. Trump by the FBI and the DOJ. And tonight, they, uh, the media, the legacy media, the corporate media, I see up on the monitors tonight, two-thirds of independents don't want Donald Trump to run again. And then five seconds later, they're talking about how Mike Pence is in Iowa ahead of a 2024 run. Who out there believes... First of all, I don't even know who trust polls in anymore, but who out there actually believes that right now with everything going on, that independents are moving away from Trump? Two thirds of independents don't want him to run again in 2024. Like they want who to run? Michelle, excuse me, Michelle, who uh, the Obamas who were back in the White House today. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Interesting. There's some fun. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> if y'all want to giggle, go check out some of the memes coming out from that White House visit today by the Obamas. But serious question, do you guys believe two thirds of independents don't want Trump to run in 2024? 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. And if you're in California, I got a question for all y'all. Who out there is taking their marching orders from Gavin Mussolini when it comes to your thermostat and the use of an appliance in your home. Because I got to tell y'all, my AC, as well as my dishwasher and any appliances I have in my home, they've got a little, they've got a little brand label on them, except instead of it being Wolf it, or, or whatever, it's got the MAGA 
brand on the front of it. My All of my appliances, including my AC, are ultra nuclear MAGA baby. And that means that they believe in free choice and they choose to support me and particularly my AC to keep me chill at a nice, comfortable uh, 65-ish Fahrenheit degrees inside my home. 888-344-1170. If you want to call in, if you're in San Diego area or Southern California and you are obeying, we're going to play his clip for you guys in a moment. I know that this man I'm about to introduce, he's ultra nuclear MAGA himself and he doesn't let anybody tell him what to do. I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, I don't care if it's peak, off peak, ultra off peak, mm-hmm. super peak. I'm going to be running my AC and my appliances whenever I'd like to because mm-hmm. that's my right as an American. And just remember, 14 days to flatten the curve before you hear this next Newsome clip. Okay, it's only well, a few days. All right, uh, let's go ahead and play it. You teed it up, my man. We got to play it. Here is Gavin Mussolini talking about how we're all in this together and what we all need to do collectively to solve the problem of the energy grid. Clip three. California and many other Western states are experiencing simply unprecedented temperatures. In fact, this heat wave is on track to be both the hottest and the longest on record for the state and many parts of the West for the month of September. Californians, you've stepped up to help in a big way to keep the lights on so far. But we're heading we're heading to the worst part of this heat wave and the risk for outages is real and it's immediate. These triple-digit temperatures throughout much of our state are are leading, not surprisingly, to record demand on the energy grid. Everyone has to do their part to help step up for just a few more days. Individuals, the state, industries, business, all doing their part to help reduce strain on the grid. Now, here's specifically what you can do. In the early morning hours, particularly tomorrow and the next day or so, pre-cool your home. Run your air conditioning earlier in the day when more power is available. And we encourage you to close your windows and blinds to keep your home cool as well. And today and tomorrow afternoon after 4 p.m., in particular 4 p.m., please turn your thermostat up to 78 degrees or higher and avoid to the extent possible using any really large appliances. You can visit FlexAlert.org to learn more about what you can do. Californians, you've rallied before and we can do it again. Keep it up. See every just a few days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? What? Uh, the it, it and the well. I, I, it's when you talk about the few days. It's really more about the the idea overall. Is whether we were talking about fourteen days to flatten the curve. It's not so much about the time period. What what to me makes it connected to the whole COVID thing is what the COVID commie restrictions were about. Was about taking away from us, not just in terms of our actions, but in terms of our mindset and our culture to be taken away from the idea of individual liberty, individual freedom into the collective. We are not all in this together. We may be in a sense of be in the fact that we're all in it together and the fact that we're being victimized by a Democrat party and a Biden administration that has been waging a war against our energy sector to push their climate change crap now for decades. So collectively, we're victimized. But when it comes to our choice here uh, and, and how we live our lives, it's supposed to be. Uh, about individualism versus collectivism. So it has that in common with COVID. The language of we're all in this together. Yeah, I had flashes just like you did, Skins, of uh, we're all in this together. So stay inside and lock healthy people inside their homes, right? Uh, We're all in this together. So everybody has to wear a mask, whether or not you're sick or whether or not wherever you, you know, um, 
whether or not you're healthy, whether or not masks work. That was also so much about virtue signaling. I mean, are we all supposed to now to show that we're all in it together to post pictures of our thermostats and that they're set at, at what, 85 degrees? Oh, yeah, Andrea, because if I run my IC at the, at the inopportune times, I may be making it uncomfortable for you. Exactly. Yeah. How dare me? Yeah. It, you know, you might be the cause. You're going to be the cause of killing granny, right? You're going to be the cause of a blackout that's going to cost people in East County and let their lives. This is all about collectivism, right? Through the guise of, of climate change and green energy. Years ago, when they were talking about uh, under the Obama administration, I was saying then, look, why is why is Obama focusing on two key areas? One was our health with Obamacare. It was that was never about insurance. It was always about forcing us in, into t- taking a step towards government controlled health care, forcing us into the collective. It was nothing but a socialist income redistribution scheme and energy. Right. Remember when remember when Sarah Palin was like, oh, there's going to be death panels. Oh, she's so crazy. You know, it was, uh, it, you know, control our lives. She was absolutely right. We had we've had death panels under covid. But getting back to, to green energy, he gave this speech. One of the things that was so interesting. So he gives this speech about how we're all in this together. While dude sitting there in a black flannel fleece zip up and a hat. Dude was not sitting in a room with the thermostat set at 78 degrees or above. In fact, I'm thinking he might have been at his Plump Jack winery where the wine is all in climate controlled rooms. Right. I mean, you whinies out there, you, you all you all know um, that the uh, red wine has to be stored. All wine has to be stored. Right. And like like what? 40 degrees. No, very optimal temperature. Very optimal so that, te- uh, it can breathe. You know, Andrea, so you're telling me Newsom doesn't follow the same rules? Well, of course not. Because <laughs> when we're talking about collectivism, we're talking about for the peasants, right? Because the elites never have to live under the weight of their rules. You know what would take? In fact, we don't have to worry about the minorities and the poor people and the equity and all that. If we just had about 10% of the blowhard celebrities that push this climate change crap, like the Leonardo DiCaprio wing and all of them uh, lefties up in Hollywood, if all of them who live, who, who take up, uh, who's av- I think the average home is like, what, 12,000 square feet for these people up there? It's like an entire city block compared to how most people live. If they just shut those houses down and lived in a couple of rooms, how much pressure would they take off the grid, right? Kim, Kar- Kim Kardashian herself, this isn't, uh, this isn't electricity or power. Kim Kardashian herself reportedly recently used this, like, uh, uh, I think uh, almost uh, I, I can't remember how many months of water. I mean, like one month she uses more water than like a hundred people or something over the course of weeks. And it's because these people, these celebrities live in enormous mansions on enormous lots of land that requires enormous amounts of electricity and water usage. And they think nothing about continuing to push and vote and for these hacks out of D.C. that are pushing this crap on the little guy. I'm curious if you guys out there, anybody in San Diego, did you get, I didn't get a text message. I guess text messages went out to certain areas where they were going to have to be, they were possibly facing a brownout or a blackout. 
I, I got one yesterday. You got one yesterday in East County. Uh, you know, um, at least you got notice. They actually shut down our power here at the station without warning. I'm driving home one night. Yeah, bro- my son's entire block um, went, went went out of power. Yeah, la- uh, last year, I think it was, I was driving home. Brother Ed's show was on after mine, and suddenly I don't hear the radio anymore. So I call the station. I'm like, what's up? And, you know, I called our GM. I'm like, what's up? There ain't nothing going out of the airwaves. I'm like, do we have a black? We had, uh, you know, Gavin Newsom, everybody's talking about this is the, this is the worst weather we've had. It's always hot in August and September. I think we're maybe one degrees hotter than we've ever been. If anything, we're more humid than we've been. That's been the big thing. For we've us got, now. yeah, we've got a hurricane right now off the coast of Baja. Um, so I call and the, and the station, it finds out that they did not give us any warning that it was a blackout. They were supposed to tell us because we've got technology here that's a little sensitive to just, uh, you know, shutting off our power without any notice. Um, so, um, look, this is the, and what we've got, what, three more days, three, three more. Supposedly the worst of it. Yeah. Is the next three days. So, so we're not looking at, so then you also have to think, and we haven't had any blackouts so far. Um, you also have to think about whether or not they're they're fomenting hysteria over the electric grid, or if this just isn't kind of pushing some kind of you know um, if they're not magnifying the threat to the grid right now with some of this language because we're going into the midterms. What was COVID about? It was about inducing fear and panic. You've got to keep people under under the, the use of emergencies. You've got to keep people fearful. Keep people, uh, it's a way of reinforcing. It's always about fear. It, using fear and using a sense of impending doom or a sense of an impending chaos or catastrophe as a tool to get people to support your crap, right? Isn't that what this, this is about? And let me remind everybody, um, we, we reported last week in Colorado how people, there's a heat wave going on there, how people, you know, their thermostat, thermostats were set and they couldn't uh, overpower them, right? And they said, well, yeah, we signed up for this program of this cost savings program that was going to give them some control over our thermostat. But in the past, we were always able to override it. And you and I talked about it. That's because it was like the, the, the uh, metaphor of the frog boiling is that these people, they were under the illusion that this was a, 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 a an intentional, honest, uh, uh, program to actually help citizens cut their cost when ultimately what this program is and what the entire effort is about is is about it's about conditioning americans to give up control over their lives permanently just a little bit of a time and little bit you wake time. Up your, i don't have any freedoms left that's right now we've got california that's offering, this is according to the Sacramento Bee, is California now is looking to offer a $1,000 tax break for anybody that's going to make the commitment to go car free. You know, you told me about this a little bit earlier on, If they, and I'm, I would never do this, but if you're going to offer me a tax break to go car free, it better be a lot more than $1,000. Well, right. Well, there's, there's, this is targeting the low income voters. Oh, so, obviously. So a low income voter, which, inter- which is interesting though, because if you're really low income, you, you know, you're not paying much to, to the franchise tax board. So you're right. This 
is really to they say it's for the low income vote, uh, the low income uh, Californians, um, but is really probably more to the middle income, middle to low income Californians. And the idea is and when I initially heard a thousand dollars for people to go gas uh, to go car free, I'm thinking we got a lot of traffic jams going on. And maybe this is a way to ease up some some roads. If if you're if you're going to go gas, uh, you know, car free, maybe because you're living in downtown L.A. and, you know, it's a way to ease up that, you know. Oh, well, then you wouldn't. Yeah, I, I it, it doesn't. It, it You know, yeah, it wouldn't make sense to ease traffic. So then, of course, I delve into it. And it's not really about releasing uh, relieving any traffic. Um, it's supposedly in an effort to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and fight climate change. So initially, the little low income, the low, uh, not low income, but the low information voter might look at this and go, wow, yeah, it's going to kind of like the people in Colorado. Let me sign up for this. I could maybe move to an area to where a work from home or get a job from home and, you know, not, and not drive a car. Wouldn't that be great and save a thousand dollars? But but who would be able to work under those condi- live under those conditions in California? Because we don't have good mass transit here. We don't have good mass transit and we live largely suburban. We don't live in large downtown areas. We don't even have, you know, much of a downtown compared to other cities here. Um, but it, it's, it's a part of trying to, it's communist central planning going on here where their goal is to try to move us away from suburbia into areas where we're not driving into the uh, USSR central planning philosophy to where we're not you know we're not living out in suburbia with 2.5 kids in fact we're not having kids at all we're living in we're living the Scandinavian socialist Scandinavian model where we're in everybody's living in a high rise in 800 square feet and riding bikes everywhere that's what's going on here they want to urbanize us they want to central plan us it's like when they've been trying to change some of the street uh layout here in san diego thank god there's been pushback on it and it really hasn't taken hold like they would like right uh the road diets yep the road diets that's a way to make you so miserable getting in your car by by taking areas that are heavily trafficked and taking two lanes out of like a four lane area, making people so late for work, so late to pick up their kids, so miserable that they're, uh, the idea is that they'll get on a bike, right? Even though if somebody's got a 40 minute commute to work, they ain't taking it on their bike. If they've got to pick up kids from daycare or from school or take them to the doctor's appointments, they can't be doing it on bikes. All right, I'm past the point of a break. We got we got we got a break from this. We got to move on. I don't know what should we talk about next. Should we talk about the return of the glory days of the White House, known as the Obamas, and talk about Obama Lama Ding Dong and Barack going to the White House? Should we talk about those two? Why not? This is the Andrea K Show on Name Eleven Seventy. The answer, Sandy. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We are going to be talking about this horrendous story that took place out of Memphis that is every, that everybody's talking about today because it's so absolutely shocking. Uh, not just what happened to this young woman, but how what it means in terms of a crime wave happening across the country. But I got a call uh, from a listener during the break who told me that I was absolutely correct in talking about what this game plan is with these cars. And first of all, I love being told that I'm right. <laughs> I love it when I'm told I'm right. Um, but evidently, we it, it's actually, it's not even just with California with this thing about 
uh, wanting to offer a thousand dollars for your car. Um, but we were also talking about the road diet. Well, evidently the guy, the executive director of Sandag, which is the San Diego Association of Governments, he's the one, the executive director is a guy named Hassan Ekrada. And evidently, he was, he got his degree and he studied central planning in the USSR. Let that sink in a moment. That a guy who's the executive director of the San Diego Association of, Gover- of Governments is a central planner straight out of the Soviet Union. And who all, and don't we all remember the glory days of the Soviet Union where everybody was living in these, you know, government, you know, kind of, they were not unlike the projects outside New Orleans, which are devastating. Horrible conditions and people having to take, you know, transportation everywhere and living in these little, these practically cubicles. But Andrea, I'm sure he's not going to use his ideologies in <laughs> affecting his decisions throughout uh, his affected area. Well, it was already happening in Mira Mesa, right? It was at where they it they took they took a, um, a road up in Mira Mesa and turned it into a took one lane away, and people were like one lane we, we and put bike lanes on either side. People didn't know which direction the street because it wasn't a one way street. It was like made into a one way street. People couldn't figure it out. They had to reverse. I think they finally they reversed, reversed that. It. They had to reverse that. Then we've got a situation. I think it's in. Is it in um, maybe the North Park area with some area in San Diego where they put a roundabout, which is uh, to slow things down, and that caused all kinds of problems. They did one of those in our area, and that's caused all kinds of problems, including eliminating parking for at least half the street and throwing it onto my particular street. So if you didn't understand before that everything going on with this this war on energy, everything going on when it comes to cars and the, and the, the manipulations of us with electric vehicles and stuff, and it, it, this is all ultimately about trying to control the population. Now, there's and at the same time, I would tell you there's economic news out today that the that um, in in the middle of this inflation. In the middle of the fact that people are struggling and can't afford food right now and can't afford to, to fill up the gas tanks, uh, the sale of luxury cars has gone up 14%. So you might be saying, well, Andrea, you're, you know, you're, uh, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. And the one hand, you're talking about how they're squeezing us and putting us into pain. Then at the same time, you're reporting on the fact that luxury car sales are go- have gone up 14%. Well, that's because under, under these policies, the, which and and everything going on now is basically a continuation of what happened under under Mussolini under COVID. The rich always gets richer. The elites always and end up better. They're not affected by this. They're not. They're not only. They're not only are they not. Well, they are affected in the fact that their lives get better under communist systems. The wealth gap increases, increases, increases. Where the elites always end up being richer than before, and the peasants getting more poor by the minute. And as these costs go up. Your electric bills going up. You're uh, on top of your gas bills going up. Every expense for yours is going up. Well, you think about you're a business that was shut down under COVID, right? Was shut down under COVID. You're struggling to regain your footing. You didn't get a student loan paid off, but but and, and on top, you're paying off somebody else's on top of the fact that you might have maxed out your credit cards, might have taken out a second on your home, and now you're barely getting by rebuilding your business, and now you're looking at $1,000 or $2,000 or $3,000 electric bill and that's if you're if you don't have a have a blackout or a brownout because your electricity got shut off we've got to have some sanity coming back and we've got these midterm elections coming up 
and there's there you know and everybody's sitting back thinking it's an automatic red wave coming and it's not an automatic red wave we've got issues going on because we've got you know a lot of infighting in our party we've got where we've got you know MAGA fighting with the establishment end here we've got to remember that so much about what affects us in our lives and so much about getting our power back is at the state and local level and there is much that we can do we need to be now more than ever paying so much attention to all the local races and um, what's going on at the local level, right? Because who was who had the greatest impact on us during COVID? It was our sheriff's department. It was our it was our DAs. It was our county supervisors, city councils, as well as governors. And I implore you, uh, Scott Pressler, if you know who he started a few years ago with his Twitter account uh, in response to Hillary Clinton with the hers was she persisted. Um, or the, or no, or the resistance or whatever. He did a Twitter handle called the persistence and he has been a one man registration wrecking crew for the Democrats. He has registered more people across this country for the Republican Party than anybody else. And he has been traveling the country and he's issuing a warning. He's telling people to, that it, he does not see a red wave coming. He sees a red trickle, trickle unless we get out and get active. And I want you to go and I want you to sign up to work polls. I want you to go do some door knocking. I want you to get on the phone and start supporting some candidates, even if and, 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 and it doesn't even have to be at San Diego local level although I want it to be. I want you to go to the San Diego Republican Party website. I want you to look and see who's running for office and I want you to go offer some support. We are in desperate times in this country. Our country is on the precipice economically and I am concerned with, if there's one thing that's more dangerous than these communists on the left, it's our apathy. It's our apathy. All right, I was going to talk about Obama Lama Ding Dong uh, as well as Barack Obama if y'all get my little point there, because one gal has said she's out the race for 2024, along with Gavin Newsom, who might be in the race in 2024. And I think I believe some... that together we can make America great again. Well, I think that there's a there's a plan to make the White House great again, and it does not involve Hillary Clinton. We're going to share that with you when we come back. Don't go away. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Okay, so we had the return today of the Obamas to the White House. Normally, I wouldn't even mention a story like this because I'm not really interested. I didn't care when George W. Bush and Laura came back to the White House and there was the unveiling of the portraits. At this point, we're $30 trillion in debt in this country. We've got... Children being chemically castrated, having their uteruses removed in this country, their breasts removed in this country. We got an open border with millions of illegal aliens flooding in, MS-13 gang members. We've had almost 100 from the terror watch list be caught coming across the border, right? Uh, we got some serious problems going on in this country and as taxpayers. And so I'm not really, I, I'm not, I'm really quite resentful that taxpayer dollars was spent on this nonsense, absolute nonsense. Let me remind everybody that Donald J. Trump did not take a dime while he was president of the United States, not a dime. How much has he had to spend of his own money to fend off lawsuits against him when he's done absolutely nothing wrong? 
absolutely nothing wrong. And these two get to parade around the White House like they're Beyonce and Jay-Z, which is another couple that ridiculously gets referred to as the as royal family in this country. It was an absolutely despicable display, in my opinion, and completely tone deaf on the part of the Democrats for thinking this was somehow a good look and that we were all supposed to look back on those two as some kind of good time in America. There's a reason why. Donald Trump, actually, even before Trump hit the scene, there was a reason why in the middle of the Obama administration, black African-Americans were peeling off and voting Republican in 2014. The reason why that was happening, the Obamas did nothing for the African-American community. And there they are sucking up, hoovering up taxpayer dollars for attention today. But here's how it was being reported. And there's a reason why. This was this display took place today. Listen to clip eight is that um, they are very much about likenesses. But as President Obama said in his comments that these portraits speak to honesty. And that was a word that really struck me as I was looking at from comments to you today, because what one feels in these portraits is a real sense of their character and their not just their their likeness, but their persona. And um, when, again, Mrs. Obama stood up and began to speak, I was thinking about um, her warmth and um, her, her genuineness uh, <laughs> coming through, um, especially in, in the sprung uh, painting. Um, Victor, you said this was a, 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 a sensuous image. I think that's what I gleaned from what you said. And I would agree. This is a work that really speaks to humanity and, and the fullness of her character. Okay. Um <laughs> I believe first of all that together we can make America great again. All right, first of all, um let's talk about his his comments here about um fullness. We don't need to be talking about anybody's weight. Second of all, the sprung paint, painting, I'm confused because there was an unveiling today that is two two portraits and two paintings that didn't look anything at all like the ones that were painted when they were in office, which was supposedly, remember the one of Obama sitting and, and, he's, and he's looking like he's in the middle of some, a bunch of shrubbery? And then there was the one that was done of her where she's in this like weird looking black and white dress and it was like, it, and it didn't look anything like her. And then today the unveiling is two different portraits. So how, so again, I ask you how much taxpayer money was spent for these, for for this glory fest and this ego fest for these two. But, and, and, and he's talking about, um, and, and who is describing Michelle Obama ever with the S word of sensuousness. Oh, that one was sensuous. Really? We're not supposed to have, have a former, uh, you know, um, first ladies to be depicted in some kind of sensuous manner. Whatever you think, and by the way, whatever you think of Michelle Obama's looks, sensuous is never the word that comes to mind. And in terms of humanity and character, what comes to mind to me, what I'm reminded of by these two is their hatred for this country. There's absolutely nothing likable about Michelle Obama. She's never displayed any kind of humanity. The glory fest that was the Netflix documentary about her really showed her for who she was, and it failed miserably. However, why were they there today? Why did they have these two new portraits presented today, which were different than the original ones that got so, that are actually hanging. I actually saw them in person. They were absolutely hideous. 
actually thought it was quite appropriate for him to be sitting in in, in the middle of what looked like a, a marijuana plant. Um, and, and I think the reason is because they, they did this today because as Joel Gilbert talked about on my show recently, he has a movie out, Michelle Obama 2024. I absolutely believe I could be wrong. This might be one of the first times that I'm wrong in the show, but I, I, but I'm beginning to agree with Joel Gilbert that she is who the Democrats do. The Democrats are going to push in 2024. Would make a lot of sense uh, with the news we just found out about a certain Clinton. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, Gavin Newsom declared he's not going to be running in 2024. This morning, Hillary Clinton, she's been doing a rounds of media this morning or yesterday, whenever it was. She she was asked point blank, are you going to run in 2024? And for the first time, she said unequivocally, no. Well, let me tell you, I don't believe, as I said on Newsmax this morning, I don't believe her for a minute that she's not going to run that she doesn't want, excuse me, what I said this morning on Newsmax was, I don't believe for a second that she doesn't want to run. That's why she's been going around doing all this media. That's why she That's why she was out telling this story we reported last night that was so creepy and weird, talking about how she was, you know, followed around by reporters and they were, you know, looking up her skirt and she, and, you know, and she talked about how, um, you know, the bravest decision she ever made was, you know, staying with Bill and she's doing all this because she was trying to set the stage, even to the grief, she's flat out lying in media interviews saying, don't compare me to Donald Trump because there was not one piece of classified information on my server for which she was completely roundly destroyed on Twitter after that comment because it was just such a ridiculous lie to say even after you know the truth that came out is because I believe she wanted to run in 2024 but the Democrats don't want they want they want a coronation they I believe they want Michelle Obama I don't believe she's agreed to it but that's the only reason why I think that this glory fest took place today and going into the midterms ahead I think of the there've been people that have come up to both Newsom and Hillary and have said you know what we've got our people so at least for now just tell them you're not interested well yeah because what they what they're what they're going to have to do if it's Michelle Obama what they're going to have to do is make sure that she has no competition, make sure that she's coronated, very controlled. There can't be any debates um, there. You know, it's it's going to have to be the it's going to have to be a coronation to where she announces and nobody's already announced and nobody announces afterwards. If they do, it will be kind of controlled opposition to make it not so obvious that it's a coronation. And I think that's one of the reasons why you had Barack Obama come to the microphone today and say this flat out ridiculous statement. Play clip seven. But I was even luckier to have a chance to spend eight years working day and night with a man who became a true partner and a true friend. Joe, it is now America's good fortune to have you as president. <laughs> you guided us. Yeah, let's end that there. Now, why would Barack Obama be out there today talking up Joe Biden? He didn't have to do that for a portrait, and he wouldn't have done it for a portrait unveiling. In fact, when he was visiting the White House in April 2021, he had to let Joe Biden one in the room. He wasn't talking up Joe Biden. So why would he be cozying up, cozying up to the man? In fact, we heard reports two weeks ago that he didn't even want Joe Biden. He had conversations that he was actually, I think, looking at Hillary Clinton at the time about being his VP running mate. He didn't want Joe Biden. We all know how many how many crappy comments he's made that he said Joe Biden was never right, couldn't get anything right. 
was never right about anything. Everything I think he said everything Joe Biden touches turns to crap kind hey, of Michelle, thing. Better be careful. Uh, Joe Biden says he's running in 24. Well, he hasn't made any comments like that recently, has he? I mean, not recently, but he has said it, and it's he's not mentally going to be able to do that. No. So what? What's what? I think the play is is I think it's being carefully be, the be, what you saw today was the beginnings of an of an orchestrated plan to ease him out and have her um, be named as as the nominee for the, that she's going to run, and that's why this was all carefully orchestrated today. The portrait changes were about. Um, Back to the boiling frog. Yeah, back. To, yeah, and so this is this is about setting the stage for Michelle in 2024. Peter King disagreed with me today on Newsmax. He said, "No, Gavin Newsom will be in. He's just going to try to ride the wave of bad news." Um, I think Gavin Newsom wants to run, but I believe that they've been they behind the scenes telling people, "You make it clear that you're not running at, at this point." Because something could change, anything could sure. change. But they they want people to say un, without question, "I'm not running to set the stage." I believe for Michelle. Now anything can happen between now and when Michelle puts her hat in the ring, and they're in the process of trying to control the conditions in terms, and which will include controlling the conditions from the outcome of these midterm elections, um, committee assignments, policy, everything going forward. They've got to make. They also have to make sure that they've got all their election uh, election control. Control games in place. I mean, Hillary may still run, but I'm starting to agree with you. I think Newsom's had too much bad PR with how he handled COVID. I don't think he's got a chance. I don't think. I don't even think it's even really about that at this point. I think the Democrat. I think. I think Joel Gilbert was right, and the Democrats want Michelle Obama. She wants it, and basically, I think that I think the message from the DNC to Newsom and, and to uh, Hillary Clinton at this point is, is don't she, bother. Is is we don't want you. We don't want you. And they, I believe they want Michelle. Got to take a break. We come back. What are we going to talk about when we come back? I think we've got to talk about the sad, sad news out of out of Memphis, Tennessee, and and the uh, and what that means for the rest of us. Are we all Memphis? Are we all going to be Memphis, or are we all Memphis now? Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K Show on AM eleven seventy. The answer, San Diego. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, I don't know what's left to be said about this story out of Memphis, except that um, there's st- I, uh, this is the story, in, ga- in case you guys have missed it, this young, beautiful young um, mom, uh, school teacher, mom of two, went out for a jog at 4 a.m. in Memphis and didn't come home because lying in wait for her and lying in wait in, in the sense of I, I think that this was uh, I don't think this man knew that she was going to necessarily be jogging at 4 a.m. That, that morning. But he he was like a he was like a cat that, that happens to see some prey and then waits for a moment to seize upon that prey. I tried to kidnap her and, and then in the course of her fighting back, evidently, and she fought back fiercely, evidently. He murdered her. There's no question that this that this man murdered this young woman because the he, he you know was caught on video murdering her, caught on video uh, snatching her to pull her in, in into his SUV. He was caught on video in an apartment complex washing his vehicle off. It, it, his brother said he was acting strange. He was washing his vehicle off. Um, so there's all kinds of physical evidence. He didn't have the decency to tell the authorities when he was arrested. 
uh, where the body was, even though he knew he was busted and he was going to be, uh, but what and, and he was going to be, you know, you know, charged with the crime. Um, but what do you expect from an absolute a monster that had no business being on the street? I don't know how many people in his past he raped or how many people he sexually assaulted or sexually harassed in his life. But he is the perfect example of there are some people that need to be forever and permanently off the street. I think I think when he was first convicted of, of kidnapping and rape, uh, he was 16 years old. He actually he was uh, was supposed to serve 20 years. He served 20 years of a 24 year sentence. What was he ever doing released out of jail? What is going on in this country is intentional. I don't feel for the I don't feel safe anywhere in my country right now. I think I think this woman's story is almost kind of like the final straw for people. You want to know why the final straw for people in, in this country in terms of the crime wave that's happening? Because the left started attacking her because she was white and went after her because what was she doing jogging at 4 a.m. And why and why should America care about a white woman? Right. Why should America care about a white woman? I guess. And this is one of the reasons why I've been crying out and decrying hate crimes legislation for a long time. Because if the colors were reversed and the, the kidnapper and murderer was white and she was black. They'd be calling for the death penalty. They'd be. Uh, well, yeah. Well, the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland would already be there filing, filing, uh, you know, civil rights, uh, federal charges against this guy for hate crimes. How is this not a hate crime? First of all, there is no such thing because it, because this is when you're a monster like this and committing this kind of crime, it ain't about love, right? There's no such thing no, as hate crime. Hate. There's no such thing as a hate crime. And there's no such thing as one murder being worse than the other because murder is murder. murder, is murder. And this is no it, 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 we're and because of the divisions in this country and the fostering of racial unrest in this country and hate crimes legislation and going back to Barack Obama. We were doing so much better. We were actually on the road to healing before this man took the stage and came to America and was supposedly going to heal this nation, right? And then day one of, of, his, of his presidency, it was the cops, he falsely accused cops in Boston of racism, said if I had a son, he would look like Trayvon, and further the lie that Trayvon Martin was murdered because he was a black kid eating Skittles wearing a hoodie, and furthered the lie of hands up, don't shoot, and fostered and enabled and encouraged Black Lives Matter and Antifa in this country. Which which paved the way for defund the police, paved the way for no bail policies, paved the way for putting all kinds of felons and murderers and rapists back out on the streets, paved the way for the fact that now we've got an entire we now we've got not just felons and bad guys out on the street, but now we've got teenagers coming up who have been brought who have been steeped in the nonsense and the lie in this country. That America is systemically racist, black people can't get a break anywhere, they're being hunted down by cops. That crime, that you can go and beat up anybody in the streets and get away with it. You're not going to be charged with it. You've got a right to do it under the name of Black Lives Matter. And now it's viral video all day long of a crime wave in this country. I'm so sick and tired of seeing viral videos all day every day. of Women can't even walk their kids into a target without being attacked. Old people being beaten and kicked in the face in the street. We're not safe in this country anymore, and it's by design. This is what the left wants, and it's a form of reparations. They feel as though this is a way to pay back a certain segment of the population because of something that happened happened hundreds of years ago, and it's wrong. 
Well, I'm going to continue talking about this in the next hour, so don't go away. This just ends hour one. Hour two of the Andrea K Show is coming up, so don't you go anywhere. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.